Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Back on the mic this afternoon and live from the office of Living Loud Outdoors. Getting our uh, Friday on today. Man, it's been a cool, damp day. We had a lot of rain yesterday. Expecting some more tonight. Boy, we need it. It's dry. Uh, you can't hardly tell it rained. <laughs> other than other than it's just damp and cool today. But, um, man, I'm excited. There's, a, there's so many things going on in our world today. So many things going on in my life today. Uh, God's really got us rocking. Um, talked to you yesterday about a meeting we had with one of our, uh, our wounded veterans that we had met over the years with, uh, with Cole and, and, uh, had a great message that came out of that. Uh, some, some love the time that we got to spend with her and Ron and I enjoyed uh, the visit already planning to do another one. I am actually gearing up today to, um, get my stuff together. I got to pack a bag here in a little bit. I'm going to head over, uh, towards Tulsa and spend the night with Rhonda at her dad's and get to visit with her for just a little bit. And then in the morning, I'm headed off to Bellamy, Missouri to uh, Lodge of Hope, our Peterson Outdoor Ministries Lodge of Hope that's there uh, near Bellamy, Missouri. We've um, got a big event going on tomorrow. We have our 15th anniversary uh, of Peterson Outdoor Ministries, and we'll be having a festival of hope tomorrow. Uh, lots of activities Check out the Peter Snapdoor Ministries uh, page on Facebook. You can see that, see all the event that's coming up. Uh, there'll be an auction and uh, dinner and, and touring of the facility. <laughs> uh, we're, ex- we're excited about what tomorrow is going to bring. Uh, we are in uh, phase three of completing the complete purchase of all the property around uh, the Lodge of Hope there and um, excited to see all that come to pass the lives that are changed in ministries that deal with our veterans and our first responders uh, are amazing. Um, be careful who you support. I, I will throw this in. Uh, make sure that what um, what they're doing is legitimate. Uh, I know that there are a lot of organizations out there that, that are not, unfortunately. There are many, though, that are. Um, there are a lot of smaller organizations that are really having an impact on our nation's heroes. And look into those. Um, Reboot Recovery uh, is is one of the the ministries that we're a part of, RebootRecovery.com. Check out their website. It is a great resource for for helping our veterans, our first responders, actually anyone who is dealing with trauma. They have created some incredible curriculum. Peterson Outdoor Ministries, you can see that at PetersonOutdoors.org. Look these up. There's a Wounded Veterans of Oklahoma organization. I know those guys. They do some great work as well. Uh, there's many. There, there are lots, and I'm sure I'm leaving some out that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but those are ones that I am very familiar with and very worthy of our support, very worthy of looking into. The Reboot Recovery offers a lot of opportunity for, for you, the listener, to, to involve your church, to involve a team reaching out to veterans or first responders in your area. So there is curriculum available. There are programs available that can help train you to lead a course to help these these others that are struggling in our in our uh, in our world today, and many are. So with that, put a little study in today. Um, I've got a message ready for uh, the Sunday morning brunch service that we'll do there at Peterson Outdoor Ministries. I'm going to stay the night after our event. Uh, whoever hangs out afterwards, we're going to have a little brunch service. Not sure the time of that yet, but we'll we'll work that out. So I've got that message ready, and um, it just prompted me on some things and. I thought, man, I, I want to get into the Word. I want to look at something. So I did, 
and this is what I came up with. This is what you're going to get today. <laughs> and uh, I, I love this passage of scripture. I love what it brings out. I, but I, there's a particular thing that I want to really bring out of it. Uh, but, but I titled this today, The Day the Fire Fell Among Them. The Day the Fire Fell Among Them. And you can, you can follow me along if you want to go to Acts chapter 2. Uh, we're going to start at verse 1. So Acts chapter 2. I'm going to come at this in the Amplified Version. And just kind of break down a little bit of what happens here in Acts 2, or at least part of Acts 2. But when you get when you get to Acts 2, chapter 1, uh, just verses 1 through 4 in the Amplified, it says, verse 1, When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them. And they rested on each one of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. Verse 4 says, And they were all filled, that is, diffused throughout their being. Man, I love how this Amplified says that. And they were all filled, diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, different languages, if you will, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately. Uh, again, really like the Amplified Version, how it explains what's going on here. There's a lot to unpack just in those first four verses. I, I absolutely love the, the imagery that comes with this these group. They've been told, go and wait, the Comforter is coming. I'm going to send the Comforter to you, just what Jesus' words were to them, to his disciples, to his followers. I think the Bible describes there were about 120 packed into an upper room waiting simply praying and waiting waiting for what they didn't even know but when it came whoo what an incredible what an incredible thought of being can you imagine sitting in the upper room with 100, 119 other people and all of the sudden you hear this sound coming out of heaven like a like a violent wind I mean, those of us who live in Oklahoma understand violent wind. We understand what that means. You know, they talk about how tornadoes sound like a freight train coming, and, and it's very true. So when you think about what they're talking about, this rushing violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And then these tongues of fire, the, the, these, these little licks of fire like tongues that began to set down upon each one, filling them full of the power the fire and the spirit of God. What an incredible thing. If people talk about speaking in tongues, they don't understand it. There, there's a lot of study involved in that. But I want to ask you something. How do you feel that your body would react if the actual manifest fire of God sat upon you, filled you, covered you, touched you? See, I have to think that we really need to, to grasp the fact that if, if the power, that the true power, the true fire of God actually touched us, our physical body would be forced to respond. There wouldn't be any control over it. We'd be forced to respond. And that's kind of how I see this. When the, when the fire of God fell on these people, their body responded and it responded in a heavenly outcry. It responded in an outcry that wasn't even them. They, it, wasn't, it wasn't them going, oh, wow, wow, that's hot, wow. That wasn't it. They cried out in a language that they didn't even know. 
They spoke in a foreign tongue. They spoke in a in a heavenly language, if, 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 if that's the best way I can describe it, is it came into a heavenly realm. What an incredible thought. What an, and, and the deal is, and you're going to see this later, it's for everyone. That's the coolest part. See, and then and we get from verse 5 all the way down through verse 36. And I'm not going to bring this to you because it's, it's lengthy. But verse 5 all the way through 36, there's Peter. <laughs> yeah, my old buddy Peter unleashing a powerful sermon. Because you see, some were, some were pointing fingers and murmuring among themselves that these folks who had just been touched by the fire of God, they were just drunk and they were babbling nonsense. But it actually says in verse 6, check this out, verse 6 of Acts chapter 2, it says, And when this sound was heard, a crowd gathered, and they were bewildered, because each was was actually hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own language or dialect. In other words, what was happening to these, these, these folks gathered in the upper room, these followers of Christ, is as the power of God fell, foreigners were hearing these guy or these people speak in their own native tongue, their own language, their own dialect. I mean, technically, without training, that wouldn't be possible, right? It was through the power of God. These folks were not just blabbering nonsense. They were speaking in tongues, and some were, were actually hearing these words in their own language. Rhonda actually tells a story she had heard. Um, there was a woman in a, in a large church service, and a, and a message in tongues was given. And, and, and throughout this process of, of through the church service, this, this, this um, foreign woman made her way to the altar. And, and, in, and in interviewing her as to, you know, what prompted you to come, she said, that woman over there stood up and spoke to me in my own language, telling me it was my time to give my life to the Lord. She simply gave a message in tongues, but this woman heard it in her foreign language and understood what was being said. God is that cool. I can't, I can't explain that any other way. God is that cool. See, these folks, um, Peter, Peter's preaching this message, explaining all that these people had just witnessed, laying it out quite plainly that, that the time for surrender and repentance was at hand. I mean, that, that, that's the gist of what just transpired. All these people gathered up because they're hearing what's going on in this upper room. It's coming out the windows, and people are, are, are astounded. Some are pointing fingers, some are making fun, some are saying, ah, oh, they're just drunk. But other people are hearing them speak in their own language. So Peter preaches this message from, from verse, verse 5 all the way to verse 36. He preaches this message explaining all this. Now, where I want to pick it up and what excites me, we'll pick up in verse 37. So we'll drop down to verse 37 of Acts chapter 2. Again, staying in the Amplified Version, it says, verse 37, Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. See, Peter's, Peter's calling them out. He's saying, now it's, it's time. This is time to get your heart right. This is time to, to, to get right with God. All this is happening, and he's calling out to you today to repent. So he, there he is finishing this up. Now when they had heard this, these people had heard this, they were cut to the heart with remorse and anxiety. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what are we to do? In verse 38, it says, And Peter said to them, Repent. Change your old ways of thinking and turn from your sinful ways. Accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ because of the forgiveness 
of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wow. That, that verse 38 is a message and preachable all in itself. Repent. Change your old way of thinking. Turn from your sinful ways. Accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah, as the Savior, as your Savior. And be baptized. He's talking about water baptized, being dunked. Why? I mean, what's, what's significant about water baptism? Look at what it represents. Water baptism literally represents our acceptance and, and this public display of saying, I have accepted Jesus Christ, and in doing so, I am dying to myself. That, that dying and being buried, being submersed underwater, being buried with Christ. But I'm brought back. I'm raised again, washed clean as a new creation. That ought to excite you. It excites me. <laughs> I love this. But be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ because of the forgiveness of your sins. See, it's because you've been forgiven. Show this public display of accepting Christ, saying, look at me. I'm dying to who I was. I'm being washed clean and resurrected with Jesus Christ to walk forevermore. And when it says, when you do so, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We can go back in, I believe it's back into John. I didn't look this reference up, but you can go back in the book of John where Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. And when he, when he, when he baptized him in the River Jordan and when he raised him up, the dove settled on his shoulder and he could hear this voice from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So I believe that's what he's referencing here, that you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, when we, when we surrender our life, when we give our heart to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to reside in us. But there comes a moment when, when, when you begin to cry out to God, when you want more of God, when you want to include this, whole, this movement of the Holy Spirit, he will manifest himself in you. And this Holy Spirit will rise up. It begins to burn like a fire inside of you. It gives us boldness. It gives us it gives the boldness that I have to come in front of you with this microphone and speak the things that I speak, you know, praying that everything that comes out of me is him, not me. Because that's that's this this Holy Spirit that's welling up inside of me, that's burning inside of me, and it has to come out. That's what he's talking about. Verse 39 goes on to say, For the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your children and for all who are far away, including the Gentiles, including including the foreigners, as many as the Lord our God calls to himself. I, I really, it, this really strikes me in verse 39 because it's for the promise of the Holy Spirit. That this, this promise, this gift of the Holy Spirit from God is for you, it's for your children, and it's for all who are far away, including the Gentiles, as many as the Lord calls to himself. It is alive and breathing and well today. It's a gift given to us by God for us, for this day, to give us boldness, to give us strength, to give us encouragement to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Verse 40 closes this up in this particular thing I wanted to say is, and Peter solemnly testified and continued to admonish and urge them with many more words saying, be saved from this crooked and unjust generation. Lord, have mercy if that doesn't qualify today. Be saved from this crooked and unjust generation. Repent. Give your life to Christ. Surrender yourself to him today. 
Don't wait any longer. This is our time. God has a calling for you. He has a plan for you. He has a destiny for you, but he can't, he can't take you there until you surrender. You've got to give up your way and begin to seek him in everything that you do. Begin to give him your life, all of it, 100%. Don't hold anything back. Open up them closet doors in that heart. Sweep out that junk. Let God fill you with his fire, with his Holy Spirit. The day the fire fell among them. It can be today for you. It can be right now. All you have to do is surrender. Amen. Give your life to Christ. Let him set things in motion that will change you forever. Let him use you to reach out to a lost and dying generation, a crooked and unjust generation. This, this generation needs a Savior, and it's Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can bring us hope and can set us free. He's looking for you today. What are you going to do with it? God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support. We, uh, Rhonda and I love you. We thank you so much for your prayer support. We thank you so much for your financial support. We, we need your partnership. We can't do this without you. I, I know I say this a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. I know that God will use you uh, to pour into us. And in doing so, we'll pour into others. We'll continue to do the things that he has called us to do. We believe that God is the God of provision, that God is the God of, of manifest presence, and he will do what he says he's going to do, and he'll complete in us everything that he said he's going to complete, and he'll do the same for you. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. We thank you for being with us, walking with us. Thank you for your friendship and your relationship. Love to hang out with you. Love to get with you. Send us a message. Let us know how you're doing out there in this crazy world. Amen. Continue to pray for us as we continue to fight the fight and stand on the front line. Amen. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.